The following episode of Battleship Pretension is brought to you by Agile Mobile Hostile, a new film documenting a year in the life of R&B legend Andre Williams. A recent selection of the AFI Fest, Agile Mobile Hostile will be screening at the Hollywood Arclight on November 7th and November 9th. For further details, just go to www.agilemobilehostile.com or click on the banner ad on the homepage at battleshippretension.com. the battleship pretension i am tyler smith i am david back and thank you for listening david how's it going oh it's pretty good um you and i seem to have started a new weekly tradition here okay because uh, now we're recording at your house instead That's of right. mine um and so the the now last week was different we, we had the, the guest of course but right. the last two times we've recorded here i've come over and you and your wife jenny have fed me yeah i've eaten dinner with you yeah and then we record yeah and so I am like all full of home cooked goodness right now, and a little sleepy. Well, it's not, you know that's all right. I mean, you fed when we recorded at your place. You fed me. Usually it was just some pretzels. Yeah, uh, and then you know some, you know like some emergency. Yeah, but whatever. Occasionally we'd walk over to Tommy's. That's right. Yes, yes. Or get a pizza. In fact, know. that was. I, do you remember? Let's go, let's go way back. Yeah. When we used to record when I when I didn't have. Neither one of us had much of a job. Yeah. We used to record like on Friday afternoons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was oh, like... I remember that. I had kind of a tradition of eating a Tommy's chili burger before That's we right. recorded every episode. Oh, the old days. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, now we I got. Uh, I can't I can't do that anymore. i got to watch my figure, man. Uh, yeah, I know you do. You know why? Because you're out there. I'm out there now. Yeah. Um, and I you're, gotta, looking, you're looking good, David. Oh, thank you. It's no problem. I do not have to watch my figure because I am taken. So um, <laughs> so I can just I just let myself go. Um but yes, we had a delicious thing called chicken divan, something that was that has been passed down through the generations. It was my the gra- recipe has been. The recipe. No, not this particular dish. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this was made fresh tonight as I as uh, as I understood it. Yes, yes. No, no, no. Um but oh, this is ridiculous. Um okay, but let's uh okay, so here we go. Uh, first thing, thanks to Jimmy Dore for being on the show. Um, it was a it blast. Was, it was a lot of fun. It was a little different, you know, for uh, from what we usually do. But uh, I enjoyed it a great deal. And you can hear more of him on his own podcast, Comedy and Everything Else. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, updates. Uh, <laughs> I'll update you here because you're not going to be updated on the website. Uh, because our website at the moment... Um, we are in the process of uh, switching uh, servers or host, hosts. Know, hosts. Because um, <coughs> yeah. you people yeah. have been visiting the web's website so much, yeah. w- which we appreciate. Yeah. But our old host was not set up for that. No, we're, it was not. We yeah. were not expecting this. And so thank you all very much for, uh, for visiting the site. We do appreciate that. But, uh, now let me, I'm going to ask you a question that I know, because if I don't ask it, we're going to get so many emails about okay. this. Uh, once we've switched hosts and everything, yeah, is the donate button still going to work? Uh, you know what? Yes. I okay. Th- I'm pretty sure it will. Okay. Um, there's really only one way to, to 
to check, and that is to uh, click on it when the new one is up. It still works now. So, yeah, you can still donate. Yeah, and frankly, so that's the thing. I know it works now. I don't know if it will work in a week or two when we get the new website. Uh, so if you're going to donate... Okay, yeah, try now, it now. Try it now. And then do it again in a week or two. <laughs> exactly. And if you get the same result, that means it's working. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you'll get a nice thank you email from us, and uh, that's all. And so... Um, Is that true? Are we sending thank you emails? I am, yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you know. Well, you're the one who actually knows who's been donating. Exactly. I, yes, because... Uh, Tyler does all the work on this show. Yeah, which would probably explain why our uh, website at the moment is frozen. We cannot change it because uh, I think I may have done something wrong in changing hosts. Uh, I am not the technical brains behind the show, David. But uh, well, neither am I. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know how to plug in the mics and, and do the levels true. and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Tyler does the website. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, so you'll notice that like our movie of the week has not been updated in a while. Uh, our blogs have not been updated. Uh, and that is because we're in the process of switching hosts. And uh, so the website is still up, so you can still read and, you know, donate and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, there's not going to be any updates probably for another week or two, uh, at which point we will have uh, – there might be – the website might have uh, a flashy new design to it. It might not. I don't yet know. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so there you go with that. All right, four and a half minutes in, we've gotten all the updates and information out of the way. We've gotten all the – all the, all the boring stuff. Absolutely, yes, yes. Done. We that, it's probably good podcasting to do that all up front. I, to <laughs> to spend I, yeah. the first four and a half to five minutes just boring people. Well, you know, it's kind of it's like our filter. You know, I uh-huh. mean, if somebody can't get through that, then you know what? I don't want them. Yeah. All right. No. Thank and we you. had a we had a marvelous tangent about the chicken uh, <laughs> dish. Chicken that divan. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, now, David, here's the thing. Now, as as listeners and as you know, I uh, have been uh, working my way through. Uh, the West Wing on DVD. Uh-huh. I am almost done. Oh, thank I'm God. in the seventh season. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I tell you, it's really <laughs> solid. And the, re- and the reason I started watching it, as you know, is because uh, of the season six and seven parallels between the current presidential election. And let me tell you, the parallels, they just keep on coming. Like, I uh-huh. thought I already got it. But, like, right down to s- certain slogans and uh, concerns about, you know, it's like the use of the word maverick and all this kind of it's really uh it's really interesting but uh but i'm almost done with it and then once i am done i will get to i will start watching movies again i'm very excited <laughs> uh but you sir have been watching a lot of movies well, what was the last movie you saw in the theater in the theater yeah tropic thunder really yeah it's been a while i saw a movie today uh, what did you see i saw quarantine quarantine okay and i'll tell you i've often said uh, probably on this show and certainly to you because uh you are you're the type of person who you like actors, and, and an actor will get you into a movie theater. Very uh, much so, yes. Uh, and that's very rarely been the case for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quarantine I, uh, is the exception. I wanted to see it chiefly because I'm a big fan of Jennifer Carpenter, right. mostly from her work on Dexter, yeah. as, as Dexter's uh, foul-mouthed sister. All right. Um, uh, she was good in Exorcism of Emily Rose, which was... Uh, who did she play? Emily Rose. Oh, oh all right then. Uh, which was actually a good movie for about 45 minutes, and yeah. then it just became a completely different movie yeah. and completely lost my interest. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I saw Quarantine, uh, and I, I, I liked it a lot. It doesn't, um, you know what, I'll, I'll write a blog probably about it, actually, about right. this part of it. But um, something else I wanted to talk about, and uh, I want to stop for a second right here <clears throat> for a big old spoiler alert. Oh, by the way, yes, 
I forgot to mention th- you could tell from our music, our frightening music, uh, that this is our Halloween episode. It's a I couple gonna, weeks. Oh, okay. Well, once I we got into it, I know, but this is all re- we're getting into scary. Movie oh, because right we're talking now. about quarantine. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah, this is the Halloween episode. Yeah. So ahead. anyway. Big spoiler alert for quarantine. Spoilers. I'm going to talk about the end of it. We are warning you now. So I, I know that quarantine is not really probably high on the to see list for a lot of movie geeks. Right. And that's fine. That's understandable. Yeah. It's the type of the type of movie that isn't screened for critics, which right. pisses me off because it's a perfectly. I like the movie. I don't know why. Yeah, anyway, that's another blog for another day. Right. Um, but anyway, so again, big spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about the end of quarantine, skip ahead uh, at least five minutes. I'd say, uh, yeah, five to seven, I'd say. Okay. Um, so here we go. Quarantine is, while, while it's good, it's yet another horror movie in which everyone dies at the end. Right. No one makes it out. Yeah. I'm kind of over that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a recent a recent trend. I mean, it's usually that it's like everyone dies but maybe one person, you know. Um, and uh, now... It's weird because in the car, uh, you mentioned, and you just said it in an offhanded way, and it, frankly, it's something that didn't e- that never occurred to me uh, uh-huh. as to the the reason, the societal reason. As right, to it's been this happening this decade, it's pretty much since September 11th. Yeah, it's been happening a lot in horror movies, and a lot of it is because that is we, we we don't have as Americans, we don't have the confidence in ourselves. Right. Uh, that we did. We don't know that we're going to make it. We don't know that we're going to be okay. And we do have this fear that we're going to be obliterated. Right. <laughs> you know? And uh, the movies certainly work as a catharsis for that. So, yeah. so to, to, to we, can, we can sort of, as horror movies always do, we can work through our fears. Right. You know? Um, and so that was great uh, that, you know, movies were doing that for a while. I wish I could pull more examples off the top of my head. Well, I'd but say... You mentioned the strangers, right? That's another reason. Why I, but I'm trying to think. I of guess there is another spoiler right there. But this whole section is going to be pretty much spoiler. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, should we have not? No, I feel bad. Like some people maybe didn't want the strangers spoiled, but don't care about quarantine. Well, because um, because why? I don't know. The strangers the got better reviews, even though it's a worse movie. The Z- uh, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. That's a is, perfect example. And that one, it's it's especially uh, jarring because. You you know, it ends. It has two endings. It has yeah. the the normal happy ending, but then as a kicker, it's like no, these people die too. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I'd say that one is kind of a not kind of a. Like and that's a right. That's two thousand four. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect example. Um, and I'm glad we went through this through that. But it seems like now, um, and I'm not I'm not going to use the word hope just because of. Barack Obama and right. all that, but isn't it, it? It should be okay for us to start to have a little hope now. Yeah, and I would like to see. I would have liked to have seen Jennifer Carpenter survive quarantine, and yeah. not just because she's pretty. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, you know, I'd say uh, another example is um, shoot. Yeah, spoiler. It's it's a couple years old now. Is okay. uh, the Descent? Yeah, um, yeah, and even movies that I like. You know, I love I love the Descent. Yeah. Um, even movies I like, it's just like, and it's weird because in a movie like Funny Games or you know, there's plenty of dramas that just end with such a, such a downbeat, depressing, uh-huh. n- almost nihilistic ending. Uh-huh. Uh, but for some reason, horror movies like I do want a little bit of, I do want a little bit of hope, and I'm not sure why, but th- just that it's it's so stylized anyway that it's like yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to mimic reality, you know, uh, yeah. something like you know. 
like 28 days later, that actually ended with a surprising amount of hope. Of course, it wasn't an American film. Yeah. You know. Um, That's a good point. So, although 28 weeks later, that, that ended pretty poorly, if I'm not mistaken, right? I thought the movie was good. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> I just mean, you know, it, it doesn't end well for uh, the, the characters involved, but... Uh, but yeah, so well that whole I mean that whole the fact that twenty eight weeks later it exists is like that's a, true. It's like a fuck you to the happy ending of twenty eight days later. Yeah, um, yeah, it is a it is a kind of a disturbing. That's uh, just a truck going by. It's fine. I'm, they didn't hear it. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it is a disturbing trend, and it's and it's weird because I you know I find. I find myself torn on it, you know, because I, I don't know. That's a disturbing it. trend. It had it, it has its place. Yeah, but I feel like, and maybe I'm just ahead of the curve uh, yeah. for the rest of of America. But I feel like I think that goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> I said maybe, but that's I've always believed. That. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I but I do feel like it's it's been long enough. We can start to to have some hope in our horror, horror movies again. Well, do you think now it's? Do you think like maybe it started as? You know, kind of this this nod to how horror used to be, but now that we've seen real horror in our lives, you know, now it's like now we're going to address that. Yeah, not everybody makes it out, but like now it's been it's been they've been doing it so long. Now it's just kind of expected. You know, yeah. now they'll do it just just for shock value and just to. It's like kind of like the same thing. Sort of seems to be happening with sports movies. Sports movies, yes. Where I just thought of that. Yeah, the team doesn't always win at the end yeah. anymore, and and like. So a couple of years ago when I watched Glory Road, which is not a great movie, <laughs> right. but I was like so happy that they won, yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, I had gotten so used to like the sort of the, like the mystery Alaska, you know, right. ending or, or, or the, you know, Friday Night Lights obviously uh, right. has its place because it's based on a true story. And so is Glory Road, but yeah. it's the Jerry Bruckheimer version <laughs> right, right. of the true story. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, in every, in every uh, subgenre. Uh, of film, it just it appears that uh, everyone just is really uh, depressed and really cynical and uh, you know very uh, very down to earth. But you know what? I don't know that they're necessarily cynical. I mean, it's I guess it's just a little bit of pessimism or realism. Realism, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's okay for genre movies, especially yeah. genre movies, to be optimistic. Yeah. Um, and it's it's good for us. Yeah, especially a genre like horror where they spend. 90% of the film being very pessimistic, you know. Um, yeah. That uh, it's okay for uh, something of a of a hopeful ending, I wouldn't even say happy, to kind of squeak out there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so, well, I think that's probably the end of the spoiler. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so, okay, we've been going about 14 minutes now. Um, okay, well, let's get into it, shall we? Absolutely. Uh, Halloween episode, now, of course, much like last year, it's a couple. It's a couple weeks beforehand, and that is, of course, to let you know the movies we're going to be discussing. You you know you're going to be. I assume you're going to be writing them down, uh-huh. and then you take the this list with you to this to the the video store, yeah. uh, and you, you're like, I I've got to get these. But of course, on on Halloween day, they're they're all going to be checked out see? because that's what everyone does on Halloween is exactly. stays in and watch watches movies. Exactly, that's what I do. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> Halloween's um, on a Friday this year, man. Is know. it? Yeah. Here's a story uh, okay. for about 30 seconds. Um, <clears throat> I remember uh, one of the first instances I remember of me being really mean to a, to a friend. Uh-huh. Um, I was, I must have been like... Now, I wanted to say to the listener that doesn't know Tyler, you say one of the first instances, but it's very rare that you would be mean to anyone. That's true. Uh, these days. But, f- but like... 
uh, maybe not, <coughs> maybe not mean, but like just kind of humorously mean, like really pointing out. It's like that was really dumb what you just said. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, that I do, I'd say on a more regular basis. <laughs> um, but I, I must have been, I think, seven or eight, and um, <laughs> and uh, a bunch of kids were hanging out, and it was in October. Halloween was coming up, and somebody had said like. Hey man, wouldn't it be awesome if Halloween fell on uh, Friday the thirteenth? And I remember I was like, "That can't happen." And uh, he goes, "No, no, it, uh, you know, it, it, you know, that would be awesome if that happened." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess so. It can never happen. It will <laughs> never happen. This thing you came up with, it's impossible." <laughs> and I just, I, it made me kind of mad. Like I, I decided to make fun of him, and you know laugh at at him but uh-huh. i was also just like i wanted to hurt him with my words because he had said <laughs> something so stupid because it, it was just like like he just didn't realize that halloween no halloween's always on the same day and it can't possibly be on the 13th and uh and so i remember he just had such a look of sadness when i ruined this dream of his and uh <laughs> so that's but ever wow. since then i think of like like Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween, I'm like, and I will have that little thought of like, it'd be neat if it felt. No, no, <laughs> don't n- now. What is this, this guy? Is, he's really screwed with my head now because now I think his thought, and then I and then I am angry at myself. Well, that it. was a depressing story. I'm sorry. <coughs> so uh, let's finally get to the topic. Absolutely. Uh, now, last year we did <laughs> we t- we talked about vampires versus werewolves. Absolutely. But we didn't really compare and contrast. No. It wasn't really like a battle type of right. thing. Right, Um And then we're doing another versus this year. Again, not going to be a battle. But no. there's going to be, I think, some, some comparing and contrasting. Absolutely, here. yeah. We're going to talk about uh, supernatural versus natural villains yeah. in horror films. Or killers or whatever you want to call them. Um, well, the killers are villains, usually. I suppose. I mean, I suppose. unless you're like Mark Wahlberg and Shooter, then you're a That's killer <laughs> who's a hero. <laughs> We should try and work that into more more of our episodes. Is that what that shooter? Re- yeah, because I still haven't. Well, speaking seen of working it. things in episodes, I want to give a weekly reminder to listen to Hudson and Gaines. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> yes. So um, go listen to Hudson and Gaines podcast. Um, that's going to be that's uh, my mission statement. Okay, yeah, listen to Hudson and Gaines. Lots of fun, very yeah. funny, enjoyable. I know I said I wanted to use this podcast to try and get Matthew Lillard more work, oh but my that's gosh. a little out of my reach. Yeah, maybe you guys. Tell your friends about the podcast. Once our numbers get up there, then we'll really start ringing the Matthew Lillard bell. Right. But right. for now, Hudson and Gaines. Hudson and Gaines right now. Um, now, should we finally get to the topic, do you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Supernatural versus natural villains. Uh, now, this was uh, you came up with this, and, uh, and I like the idea of it because for myself, I'm trying to think like, okay, when I watch a horror movie, what do I find more frightening? Um, and I think for, or, you know, or more disturbing. I think probably disturbing, uh, the answer is definitely naturalistic villains. Yeah, in making my list, I realized that I was, able, I was able to come up with a lot of examples of each, but on my natural villains list, it's a lot more movies that I like. You know? Yeah. Um, the super, like, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of, you know, Jason and, and Freddy yeah. movies and stuff, and uh, most of them I don't like. Yeah, um, because like I remember when I was uh, when I was a kid and I would watch horror movies. Like there were the horror movies that actually scared me, and the ones that scared me in the moment. And to me, what is true, like 
the the best horror movies are the ones that actually kind of freak you out after the movie is over. Nightmare on Elm Street did not frighten me when the movie was over because I knew Freddy Krueger did not exist. Yeah. Whereas, granted, I know that you know I know that like there's not very many twenty five foot sharks out there, but you know I lived near the ocean. My family frequently went to the ocean, and uh-huh. that's something that scared me, especially because in Jaws. The shark, you don't see him for a long time, yeah. you know. And uh, animals, oddly enough, uh, like, I mean, that counts as a naturalistic villain, but, like, animals and creatures, like, that's what freaked me out because cause they can't be reasoned with, you yeah. know what I mean? And theoretically, a complete psychopath can't be reasoned with either. But, like, at the very least, you can talk to them and maybe stop them for a moment before they kill you. But you can't talk to a shark. You can't talk to Cujo, you know. Cujo yeah. didn't fright me that much just because it's not a good movie. But I never saw the movie Cujo, but I read the book and I did too, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a scary and depressing book. Yeah, it is. Can I I I I think I've I'm sure I've said this before on the show, but mm-hmm. Stephen King is just like ruining his image with that terrible column in Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. He's I love his books. Or yeah. so I love so many of them. And the, his column is so bad. He has a very interesting way with words that I think lends itself to really, really interesting books. And just, and really, mm-hmm. just like his little turns of phrase that, like, that you're like, oh, okay, you bet your dog whistle and uh-huh. stuff like that. You're like, that's really strange, but it really helps him create this world when uh-huh. you're reading something. But like when he just uses them in his column, you're like, this man's insane. <laughs> yeah, no. And he's just, but like, <laughs> not insane in a fun way, but just like, just like this. Nerdy, loserish, kind of insane. Um, that's oh, mean. That was too mean. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm kind everything of you say today is making me sad. Shut up! <laughs> I've had enough of you. No, that just emboldens me. Uh, um, <laughs> um, and what were we saying now? Naturalistic Cujo Jaws. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of more animals. Um, you know, I mean, it's not a real thing that exists, but Alien. You know, the the aliens in yeah. Well, this leads me into something that I want to talk about. Okay. And you mentioned it when we were coming up with the topic. Um, a lot of movies that have villains that don't really exist in our world, yeah. they come up with scientific type of explanation, explanations or whatever. Right. We're just going to consider those supernatural. Okay. For now, okay. I think. Fair enough. You know, like, yeah, like, I mean, I mean it's certainly it's possible that there could be uh, aliens like the aliens sure, out there. Yeah. but. Yeah. We don't have any empirical ev- evidence of it right now, so right. it's going to fall in the supernatural category. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And, you know, looking at my list here, I mean, you know, I'd have to agree with you. Is like the ones like, you know, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, yeah. Psycho. And, yeah, I mean, even Hannibal Lecter. Um, they just, they're, it's creepy because you know, I mean, like, one of the recent news stories that, has really saddened me and freaked me out lately is the story of the guy on the Greyhound bus up in uh, oh, Canada. Yeah, in Canada. You know the story where it's where one guy he would just he was just sitting next to a stranger and then he proceeded to just stab him a lot and then decapitate him and then if, of course at this point the bus driver has pulled the bus over and everybody has gotten off the bus uh, except the man who is dead and the man who killed him. And then he proceeds to do all kinds of terrible things to the body, and it, like it's like that. Re- like 
that really happened and it's yeah and it's so and not to mention like all the serial killers that you've heard about in 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 history but like you know something like henry portrait of a serial killer or any and even uh, the first uh, texas chainsaw massacre i would say it all just oh, yeah. it has that gritty un- just that uncomfortable horrific reality to it yeah and those are the kind that really they they scare me but then they also depress me because i know it's like not only is this something that could happen but it probably has you know even if i don't know the specific story something like this is probably uh, probably based somewhat in reality but i'm sorry i've been talking for a while but speaking of of leatherface actually yeah now, I haven't seen much other than the... I've seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, me too. And then I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. With Renee Zellweger and, and Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. And right. it's hilarious, and it should be... It's it's meant to be funny. Right. So, I recommend it. It's I thought it was funny. Okay. Anyway, but... um, Am I wrong in saying that in the later, like, two and three, that Leatherface becomes a little more supernatural? Uh, like, a little more unstoppable? I've not I've not seen them, but uh, I would honestly when you I would assume so because just after a while, like if you make four or five sequels, like well theoretically this guy should be in his maybe seventies, you know. So <laughs> right. The fact that he hasn't aged and that he's just as lethal as he always was, yeah. I think just by that, you know, by that uh, in that respect, I think he has become supernatural. Yeah, and that seems to happen a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking specifically of. Uh, Halloween. Yeah, Michael Myers. Um, and um, and uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Same thing. That's true. Yeah, it's B- uh, because uh, of course uh, it's his mom is right. the killer in the first one. Yeah. The character of Jason Voorhees, like the minute he shows up, he's supernatural because he's dead. Yeah, you know. Um, but his mother, yeah, that started as a just a regular just a regular person killing these these uh, teens, and then like, um, and then Michael Myers. That one's interesting because. It starts out as very definitely just a, a person, you know, just a guy, uh, a crazy guy, a guy who can't be reasoned with. And granted, his psychiatrist is saying, like, he's pure evil. But, you know, you just assume he's speaking in these, you know, grandiose terms. But uh, but at the end of the movie, only then when you realize, like, after he's been shot, like, five times and then he disappears again and he's still out there. That's when, like... In the last thirty seconds of that film, he goes from being a natural villain to supernatural. Yeah, but that's still explainable. Like, like you know, maybe he's, you know, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example that. Anyway, I came up with one. And it's a spoiler for something else. I'm not gonna oh, say okay. it. So that's why I'm hesitating here. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, maybe he's run off and he's bleeding somewhere. I suppose. You know, it's yeah. not until the later movies when you realize, oh, he like he can't be killed. Right. Right. Uh, that's and when he becomes supernatural. And that's. It's weird because if you watch the, uh, I have the uh, 25th anniversary DVD of Halloween, and um, and I was watching. Uh, they have a. Re- it's got a really nice featurette. I'd say the featurette is like an hour and a half long. So, mm. um, and it's talking about the first movie, but also the the legacy, you know, and uh, talking about all the subsequent Halloween films. And it's always weird because you'll actually run across this in in any film that has you know maybe four or five sequels it's always like one it's never the director it's never the star it's always the producer who's like you know it's like oh this this character of michael myers he's such a great character i just wanted to you know i just wanted to keep using him and the fans kept wanting to see him it's like yeah so i guess it doesn't i guess nothing matters as long Uh as people want to see him and you know it just 
It's like, so you're basically what you're doing is ruining the strength of the first film, you know, yeah. and maybe the second. Uh, it's kind of the same when you watch the, the featurette on Planet of the Apes, you know. The producer's <laughs> like, I want to make another one. Incidentally, I'm not going to give you as much money, so you here's some cheap ape masks. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just, Michael Myers, I think the more supernatural he gets, I feel like he loses some of the, some of the scary factor to me because I have seen la- a few uh, later Halloweens. Yeah, uh, but the later ones, like, like I know, like, like the curse of Michael Myers, which is like the sixth one. Yeah, it becomes more about people dying in gross ways than yeah. it does about real. Like, I mean, Halloween, the first one, it's it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's great. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's important, I think, because it's one of the that and like Black Sunday are sort of like yeah other movies that came out on that that time that are sort of the beginning of that strain of yeah. horror horror uh film which dominated in the 80s and 90s i think uh, yeah. uh, uh mid 90s up until scream sort of yeah uh anyway we'll get to scream soon yeah um and i forgot what i was saying now actually um <laughs> what led me into that i, I went off at a diatribe about halloween um, well i was saying that uh michael myers uh oh but th- but that yeah, yeah like halloween it actually has it doesn't have really deep-seated scares in it yeah but it creates atmosphere yeah and to me well that's to me like in the first halloween what's like more frightening than the actual uh deaths are is just like when you just keep seeing him yeah because first off the image of him is so it's i would venture to say perfect yeah just the white mask with black eyes and you know, uh, coveralls. Just, I mean, honestly, it's something that was very clearly lifted for Jason Voorhees later. Uh-huh. But like, and just seeing that image, just standing there and watching in broad daylight. Like, I think that's what what really gets me is you'll just yeah. see him standing and watching, and he's across the street from a school. Anybody can, gl- and it's daytime, and anybody can look and you know look outside and see him. You know, um, but. Uh, you know, and then he's here, and then he's gone, and so there's a supernatural element to him, but he's not yet a supernatural villain, and I think that's that's really what frightened me about that movie. You know, yeah. I mean, there's still, you know, like to the point that it frightened me in my everyday life. You know, like at, at every time I watch it, for like the next day, every time like I glance out the window, I expect to see that white mask just looking at me through the window he's not going to do anything because he just likes to sit back and, and look at people but i don't know it's uh it's a very atmosphere goes a long way as far as scary to me yeah no absolutely um okay so i said we'd talk about scream okay so let's talk about scream you know you said i in, in talking about this uh topic beforehand because honestly listeners we came up with this topic about like 20 minutes before we got here yeah um but I think we're doing okay with it. Uh, so we were talking about it, and you I, I realized that you have very stringent definitions of what is allowed to be horror and what is not. And explain yes. to me why Scream is not a horror film. Because, okay, it's a horror movie, I'd say, 70% of the time. Uh-huh. When this killer can, it, you know, when the killer is like Michael Myers, when he's like Jason Voorhees, where he can, <coughs> excuse me, where he can show up at any moment and kill you in a horrible way. And then get away without a trace. Um, that said, 
the fact that he calls and taunts people that's that's been done in horror before so that's that doesn't disqualify it what disqualifies it is the who done it nature because uh, after a certain point everyone is scared but they're also saying like like oh who could it be maybe it's this person maybe it's that person and in, and when you realize that it is one of these people now yeah. of course you don't know who but when you realize oh it could be Skeet El- Ulrich it could be Matthew Lillard, you know. The excellent Matthew Lillard. The, the wonderful Matthew Lillard. Um, when you realize that it could be just one of these assholes on screen, that at that point it becomes less scary to me. And yeah. but, and in that way, because you're always wondering, like, who is it? Who is it? As opposed to, where is he? When's he going to strike next? That makes it more of a mystery suspense than a horror. But that's just me. Okay. But uh, I say if it, I don't know, if, if, if a movie decides that it's a horror movie, fine with me. I suppose. Although I've never, uh, I will agree that I've never really thought of Misery as a horror film. I think yeah. it gets put in horror because it's a Stephen King story, I guess. Maybe. And because it's got some like gruesome stuff in it. Yeah. But there's no. It's 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 a movie that gets under your skin. Yeah. But not in a in a in a scary way. Yeah, you and I it's have had disturbing. the misfortune of working uh, in video stores, and video stores. It's fascinating to see because I consider Jaws a horror movie. Uh huh. Every video store I've ever been to, blockbuster or otherwise, it's an action adventure. Really? It's, yeah. It's crazy. You know, and then like at the blockbuster that I worked at in Chicago, the Boston Strangler, with a wonderful performance by Tony Curtis, by the way, uh, is in horror. And it's like, no, that's clearly a drama or, you know, suspense. Right, but... But I guess, I, I don't know how, like, it certainly does not declare itself as a drama, you know, but or as a, as a horror, I'm sorry. It doesn't declare itself as a horror. But they consider it to be. So I don't even know anymore, which is why okay. I had to come up with my own rules. Okay, well, let's go back to Scream. Yeah. I wonder if people who are younger, I know we have some younger listeners. Yeah. Um, people in there, maybe they're teens now, um, who weren't old enough to, like, because Scream was, it, it changed a lot uh, yeah. in the in movies for for so long afterwards, I wonder if it's because I, I I find the same thing with like my young, younger brothers to some extent, or especially my youngest brother um, who doesn't appreciate the Matrix as much as I do, hmm. because he, to him, for that, that it was like at about the age it came out when he was like ten, okay, so about the age that he was starting to watch horror or action movies really. They were kind of all like that, so he just lumps the Matrix in oh, okay. with anything else, you know, be it like Swordfish or you know Jet Li and the One or stuff yeah. like that. He doesn't like make the he doesn't make the distinction as to how important the Matrix was. And I wonder if the same thing has has happened with with Scream. If people who they watched have Urban seen Legends, and Urban Legends, yeah, I know you did last summers and, and and all that that kind of stuff. If they don't realize, uh, to me, I think Scream is an awesome movie. I love it. It is a very good movie. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. Yeah. I, just because I don't classify it one way doesn't mean I don't think it's really good and frightening. You know. Um, but it's got uh, some frightening parts. Yeah. Uh, the whole the, the first scene with Drew Barrymore and everything is yeah. great. Yeah. And that's straight ahead horror. Yeah. Right there. But then, uh, yeah, it gets. I don't know. It, it does have some of the stuff that I don't like about horror movies, or I can think of one scene I don't like. Like I was talking about the. Curse of Michael Myers, where it's more about just someone dying in a gross way, mm-hmm. you know, and like the whole Rose McGowan with their head in the in yeah. the garage door. It always seems like oh, that's more about just showing a gross image yeah. than it is about. 
And I'll tell you, I, I don't want to further spoil because we already did the, but there's a, there's a really gross image in quarantine, but it's also really creepy. So it works. And I'll tell you about it later. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I think scream, uh, is good. That I don't know what else to say about it. I think we've <laughs> think reached the end of the good. discussion on scream. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's, how do you feel about the sequels? And that's the thing is because Scream does not announce, you know, to get back to the theme of what we're talking about, Scream seems like it could be another Halloween or another, you know, uh, Friday the 13th with this kind of, you know, ever-present villain, you know, killer. And, um, but then, and so he seems well like one of these supernatural killers that can be any place at any time. And he's got this weird voice. Um, yeah. But then at the end, you know, near the end, it declares itself as, oh, no, he's a naturalistic guy. Yeah. And know. they they go. I mean, that's what's so great about it. And it's been it was done again so many times being the whole Kevin Williamson thing being meta about horror and stuff right, like a right. movie about horror. But like it explains it so well, like. Yeah. The voice obviously is the voice changer thing, but the, the reason he can be in certain places is because there's two of them. Right. You know, I I, I love that. And I don't want to scream again. I, I know. I really it's, like that. It's it is really good. <laughs> and but what gets me is that the uh, once it, like once it announces itself as no, this is a natural villain as opposed to supernatural, then you're like, okay, all right. But then it kind of ruins it for the next two. You know, um, I don't know. It's. It seems like uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm kind of a, almost a weird purist because in Halloween, the character uh, Michael Myers goes from being natural to supernatural, and then once he's established as supernatural, to me, he's not as frightening. And much in the same way, Scream starts as super as kind of supernatural, but then once he's established as natural, and then he and then it's that's all it's going to be in the ne- in the sequels. Yeah, it almost ruined it for me, which. I yeah, I do remember watching Scream Two and thinking I I actually enjoy Scream Two, um, but thinking well, this is no longer a horror movie. Y- yeah, because absolutely. it's a completely a whodunit. Because you know yeah. it has to be somebody, right? Um, and then Scream Three just sucked. Yeah, but uh, Kevin Williamson didn't write that one, I think, uh, as I recall. Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it wanted to, you know, kind of wanted to have its cake and eat it too. Because I remember when the. Uh, when the trailer came out, it's like, oh, a trilogy. Oh, all bets are off. It's like, you never know who's going to die. Oh, wait, no. Yes, you do. It's everybody you expect, and nobody that you w- want to live dies. That's how it works. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Well, I wanted Cotton Weary to live. You know what? I did, too. But you I just know. like Leo Schreiber, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything about that uh, about that character. But, uh, but So, uh, okay. Okay. I'm moving on. Yes. Because I've got a topic. I, I've got a movie I wanted. Uh, I've, I've been saving this up. I, I want to ask you, because I have this in my supernatural category. All right. But, because, and this is going to be the sort of Christian versus atheist thing. All right. Because you are a Christian, you believe that Satan is a thing. Oh, okay. So, the exorcist, is that natural or supernatural? Because um, well, you, uh, you might not necessarily believe in possession or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you do. You're not well, a Catholic. Well, I mean, I, d- I, I do. I'm not sure if uh, I believe in it in you know 1970s washington dc but uh it's dc right yeah it takes place in, it's but um yeah it, inspired by a story that took place in st louis actually oh all right um but that's it's do you a, know if that if that's true i, it's a, well, I don't believe in oh, <laughs> satan okay. so no i, I <laughs> okay. 
Um, but if you go to the, uh, he was at uh, I can, now I can't remember the name of the hospital. It was a boy that went at uh, the the story that it's based on, and it was at this famous old like hospital. And you go to the St. Louis Architecture Museum, mm-hmm. and they have all the sort of like uh, facade and like very sort of baroque like gargoyles and stuff yeah. from that hospital because it's no longer around. Um, that's a shame. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, freaky hospitals. Yeah, that's something that you, I don't see enough of in horror movies. But anyway, um, yeah, I you know instinctively I would say it's it's supernatural just because of the way the movie treats it. Um, although I guess the movie treats it as reality. Yeah. Um, but I view it as something that is that happen that exists on another plane, even even if it like a, another spiritual plane, even if it does have a have physical ramifications in the natural world. So I would consider it supernatural. Um I don't know. You got me. And now but I don't want to sit here in silence as I think about it. <laughs> um so yeah, you're just gonna so I'm I imagine I'm sounding like a rambling crazy person right now because I'm trying to work out my what my view. I mean I imagine you view it solely as supernatural because yeah. of your personal beliefs. Yeah. Now let me ask you another one. Okay. And this is I'm talking specifically about the the movie, not the novel here. Okay. But uh, Jack Torrance in The Shining. Okay. Is that supernatural or is he just nuts? Because if I recall correctly, and I haven't seen The Shining for a while. Mm. No, I'm wrong. Never mind. I'm. I was about to say something stupid. Never mind. Okay. Um, Did, were because you still na- curious about The Shining. Yeah, because oh, now okay. that I think about it, um, the boy also sees. Yes. Stuff. And of course he has the, the actual shining. Right. So I guess that is supernatural. Right. Um but Jack Torrance specifically, he's still just a guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, the shining is, is such a it's such a fascinating thing because it's it's the natural this is where we you know, where we're talking about a lot of there's a lot of overlap between these two uh, you know, subcategories of horror is that it's and the shining is a perfect example because it is the natural working with the supernatural and one would not be possible if the other wasn't there you know like jack torrance now granted i you know what i'm basing this more on the miniseries which apparently is truer to the book you never read the book no oh you should read it it's good that's what i've heard but, but yeah like, I, but i, s- I don't see where you're going like not uh if it had been some other family that had moved in there right. might not necessarily have gone crazy it had right. to be a guy like Jack Torrance yeah. who was susceptible to that. Like they had to like he wouldn't have done any of the stuff he did if he didn't drink. Yeah. And that's a physical thing, but they convinced him to drink, but they didn't make him drink. You know, so it's it's the two things working together and it's a per- that uh you know, the movie is is a, like a perfect marriage of both, you know. Um and that's and that's one of the one of the things that I like about the mini series is that cuz like in the, you know, in the Kubrick film which has a lot of nice atmosphere and all that the primary danger comes from Jack Nicholson. I'd yeah. say the only danger. Whereas in the miniseries, the danger he's just one of many dangers uh in this hotel. And uh and so yeah, I like the miniseries quite a bit and I I'm sure the book is great. Everyone says it's a freaking masterpiece. But it um, is. And but you know, I like I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Kubrick's movie. It's right. it's good yeah. and it's a different take. It's it's not very Stephen King. Yeah. You know, it's very Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. And it, that is that is the main difference. That it, it, it's it's a little more naturalistic. Yeah. Um, it's, of course, it still has blood coming out of the elevator. And of course, the yeah. two dead girls, two girls that show up for no reason, and yeah, uh, yeah um, you know. And I guess I guess now is a uh, a good time to bring up uh, the Omen, which 
you know, you watch that and you view it, it's like, oh, well, this is absolutely supernatural, you know. Um, you know, yeah. with, with crazy s- spiritual things going on. But, like, and if you watch... Baboons it, don't just attack cars <laughs> <laughs> in, in normal life. That's true. That's true. But here's one But one thing that I have learned uh, from that movie regarding baboons is that uh, <laughs> baboons are dangerous. And and British people say baboon in a, f- in a way that <laughs> happens, that it somehow makes the word baboon even funnier. <laughs> it's when, it's a silly word to begin with, but baboon. then they say baboon. Um, yeah, uh, one of the uh, yeah. When David and I lived together, we watched, uh, He bought the Omen, and uh, there's a par- there's the part where they're going through this baboon habitat or something. Yeah, and um, and there's uh, this. British it's a t- it's a scary scene. I like the Omen. It is a frightening I, scene. There's a lot of people don't like it. I like it. I I don't think it's that frightening, but that's that's me. But that scene is scary because. Yeah. It's a very, it's a naturalistic, uh, you know, it's animals again. Uh-huh. You can't reason with animals. <laughs> especially um, with Especially <laughs> dangerous ones. <laughs> um, but no, what we're laughing at, at the word dangerous, is that uh, this in that scene, uh, as they're driving in this car, there's like a, like a, uh, like an annou- like an announcement that's always running. And right. And it's this British woman. And, uh, and she's just talking about, you know, the safety precautions as you're in this car. And there's a moment where she just sounds very serious and very angry about her warning. And she's like, baboons are dangerous. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my gosh. It's just it made us laugh probably way too hard. And uh, you're probably not laughing at all. Yeah. But, and um, we're still laughing about it. Yeah. Eight or six, <laughs> six years later. Yeah. yeah, six years later. But uh, But it's interesting because if you watch the commentary, Richard Donner, that's a good commentary, by the way. It we got to do commentary. an episode on special features. Absolutely, we do. Um, yeah, Richard okay. Donner's a fun guy. He is, but and I think this is actually the the commentary made me look at the movie a different way. I look at the movie as uh, largely a failure based on what he was trying to do because uh-huh. he says that when he when he is making the movie, uh, he wanted it to he he his intention the way he interpreted the story was that Gregory Peck was just going crazy. You uh. know, and that it's just a series of coincidences that through his paranoid and crazy mind, he views as all one thing regarding the Antichrist. But like, well, it, it sounds like he kind of defeated himself by including like the last shot. Right. That has nothing to do with Gregory Peck. Right. And and that's the thing is it's like that's how he views it. And it's and I'm sure that he does not believe in the Antichrist or anything like that. But and so I think he just views it as a man going crazy. But it's like, well, you know, audiences will kind of accept what you tell them. And uh, even audiences that don't believe in the things they're seeing on screen. Uh And so, like, yeah, you can only have six or seven coincidences before the audience believes what Gregory Peck believes, regardless of what the director thinks he is doing. And so, um, so he thought he was making a naturalistic movie about a man going crazy. When in fact, I think the vast majority. I don't know of that he really thought that at the time. I think that's revisionist. You think he's he's looking back on it? And, yeah. Uh, huh. And trying to elevate himself above uh, what he made. Yeah, because there's so many things. Like, I mean, even like Damien looking at the dog. Like Gregory Peck's yeah. not even in that scene. Why would that be in there if it's about right. Gregory Peck? So much of it is you yeah. see what, it, the, the the baboon thing. Gregory Peck's not in the car at the time. That's true. That's true. You know, I know that movie too well. <laughs> you do know that movie really well. Um, it has it, again. It's it's an okay movie, but it has so many images in it that are yeah. creepy. Of course, the "It's All for You, Damien" thing is yeah. still 
makes my skin crawl a little bit. And the the thing with him looking at the dog and the the, yeah. the baboons. <laughs> Still laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, the whole the whole idea of uh, of supernatural, like supernatural, not even just in the way we're talking about. In which case, like you know, the alien is supernatural or zombies are supernatural. But like like true like exorcist poltergeist the omen like that kind of supernatural like spiritual supernatural um is like an yeah i mean it never occurred to me um to you know because i was just accepting the movie on its own merits but like it's like oh what what you know for somebody who believes in in these things you know if you believe in ghosts that can you know that can haunt a house or something like that yeah like how would that person view poltergeist and as it's like oh this is a cautionary tale more than anything um but uh, yeah but yeah um no yeah that is a big a big difference like i found people because i know i've known people who believe in ghosts yeah and uh you know i try i i, I try to still treat them as equals yeah um <laughs> but uh they do have it they have a different reaction to horror movies than i have they're yeah. both like more scared by them and less scared by them and you know, now that you mention it, I n- I've known Christians who are very, uh, for lack of a better word, very sensitive to the idea of, s- of spiritual warfare. They, the Exorcist, fucking terrifies them. Uh huh. You know, I watch it as just it's just oh, it's just a horror movie. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's not that I don't believe in certain ideas behind it, but as I said, some people that's all they think of. You know. Um, much in the same way that some Christians are very Old Testament. But, uh, but I mean, I knew someone who's, they're like, like I cannot watch. You know, I watch The Exorcist maybe once every few years. Um, and this person, like, I watched it once. I'm never watching it again. It, I just, I really, I felt like the presence of evil. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. You know these are actors, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, people who really, you know, it's, and, ma- you know, much in the same way, you know, somebody, I can't imagine who, but somebody might watch something like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer or Texas Chainsaw or Psycho and just be like, and just kind of be okay with it. But, like, because I'm very sensitive to, like, real life torture and yeah terror and that kind of thing, like, that stuff really gets to me. I can't, I think I, I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer once. I may watch it one more time before I die, uh-huh. and I think I'm good. Like I, yeah. it's something I can't. Uh, we discussed this. We discussed this. Yeah, I've seen it twice. But uh, you know, and and I think that's you know that's uh, that does relate to the the theme of natural versus supernatural because I think some people would probably be more sensitive to one and maybe not sensitive at all to the other. Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't want to. But it's not uh, it's not necessarily one or the other, but, right? Because yeah. I'm definitely more like like you, more disturbed by realistic right. villains. But I look at my list, and there there are some supernatural villains that that get under my skin. Like Pinhead is one of them. You know, I've never seen uh, I've never seen one of those. Just I guess it's just like just sort of the because like I said, I don't you know I'm not uh, not a, a religious person at all. Yeah. But just Pinhead comes from hell. Mm-hmm. He kills you, and then he takes you to hell to torture you for eternity. Yeah. And there's just that sort of, like, gnawing doubt at the back of my brain. Like, uh, I don't really believe that that's possible, but that yeah. would be so fucking awful. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And Pinhead's just scary looking. He is scary. It, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a big part of it. You talk about Alien. Yeah. You know, it's having a scare and, and Michael Myers having a scary looking villain. You're you're halfway there. You know, if you and, just have someone who's imposing. And I, which is why again another guy who is supernatural and managed to get under my skin is Candyman. And a lot of it's because Tony Todd is just like a naturally scary looking person. Yeah, he's scary in the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead, and he's not a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> he's a frightening looking man. Um, but uh, you know, I and here's a movie that is not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi movie, but it does have very definite horror elements, and it's definitely supernatural in that term. But the idea, I guess, maybe what gets me the reason that like the shark frightens me, the reason that certain of these things frighten me not only is that they can't be reasoned with but that they can't they won't stop and in that way the terminator oh yeah kind of scares me in a way because it's the realization that you can like you could fly across the country and hide and he'll find you simply because that's the only thing he's gonna do like that's yeah. the only thing he wants to do he doesn't need the same things as you do and it's a completely supernatural villain uh-huh. but it's just like, oh my gosh, just that, the, like the relentlessness. And, I, and that's why zombies get to me as well. You know, as much as I love a good zombie movie and all the social aspects to it, just the realization that they will just keep coming and that they'll just outlast you because they don't need the same things you do. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It creeps me out, David. Yeah, they're pretty scary. <laughs> Those zombies. I didn't need you. Uh, I don't need that condescension. No, they are. And I and I know you don't like the running zombies. I. I'm terrified. Well, those are yeah, you know, they're very frightening, but you know, and I'm okay with uh, 28 Days Later running zombies because uh, you know they're not actual zombies. But Dawn of the Dead bothers you. Dawn of the, the Dead remake. bothers me. Yeah, because they're zombies and they should just be stumbling along, along yeah, in that they're, running. They're dead. They're, they're all, all messed, messed up. up. It's uh, all right. <laughs> we need to stop hosting this show. We need to like have a replacement host every once in a while. You know, sometimes they'll replace me. Sometimes they'll replace you. So at the very least, we don't share one brain. Um, Here's something I did that's stupid. Okay. When I'm making my list, I made two separate lists. Okay. Natural and supernatural. Uh, for some reason, I put Dracula on the natural side. Dracula's a vampire. Uh, yeah. Supernatural. I would say, yes, I would say okay. supernatural. Um, and then, uh, now what about, I mean, Frankenstein's monster is supernatural, but that's the thing is because they go to like great lengths to like explain it scientifically and then... Not that I find Oh, yeah. It's a very convincing argument, too. Sewing together, decomposing body parts, and then, of course, striking them with lightning. Because we all know that... Electricity, David. (laughs) Electricity is what what we all run on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, and it's just like... Clearly, they're trying to... I don't know. Maybe they think that will be more frightening to us. The idea that... Oh, it's not just some magic guy that shows up from hell. It's like, oh, this is a real thing. Like, oh, these guys have have this disease that turns them into mindless killing machines. You know, um, even though it's something that doesn't happen and couldn't happen. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that maybe they're trying to cheat. Is that what you're telling me, David? Well, by giving you an explanation. Yeah. No, I think they're just uh, trying to make the world of the movie fit. I suppose. You know. Which is why Child's Play is never going to be scary to me. (laughs) I've never seen a Child's Play movie. It's just such a flimsy, like, his soul goes into a doll. Yeah. That's, you. how can you get scares out of that? That's so stupid. I don't know, man. Ventriloquist dummies are frightening. 
not the not the Chucky doll, but uh, those those ventriloquist dummies get me. What was that movie that came out like a year ago with the ventriloquist dummy or oh, all the like uh, dolls? Dead, dead silent. Dead. What was dead it? Dead silent. Dead silent. Dead silence. I don't know. I did One not see that. I didn't either. Um, but uh, oh damn, I was just thinking of something. It was really good. I guess we're we're about to wrap up anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, um, anything you wanted oh, to get yeah. to? I wanted to talk about Jigsaw. No, I didn't. Oh, I wrote him down, but I've only ever seen the first Saw movie, and I thought it was hilarious. I'd watch it again. I uh, I've not seen any of the Saw movies because uh, torture gets me. But there's a good example of like something that purports to be naturalistic, but it's like you know, no person can do what this guy does. Uh, it's yeah. I don't think it's possible. It just who has the time? <laughs> to set up least, these things at the very least this guy has to be an eccentric billionaire yeah uh, for you know he's got or the joker or the ju- ex- yeah what if that's in saw five we're gonna figure out <laughs> jigsaw is the joker <laughs> um how many saw movies do you think they're gonna make i don't know i thought they were gonna be done with like three yeah you know but they just keep cranking them out yeah if they keep making you know Lots of millions of dollars every October. They're going to keep making them. Yeah. Listeners, that's on you, because I've not seen any of them. Um, so I have to assume you're the ones that are giving these people money. Um, oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Is Well, I've uh, got I've only seen the first one. I've got two, three, and four in my Netflix queue. They've all been in my Netflix queue for at least a year. Do you think Do you think that's why they keep making sequels? Because they just they know that, that I've got them in my queue? Like... <laughs> yes, that must be it. And it's got to be, right? Well, yeah. Because they've been in the queue for so long. Maybe they don't know that it stayed in the queue. They just look, uh, how many people, they got some weird like deal with Netflix, right? <laughs> Where they can look up how many people have the past sequels <laughs> in their queues. And I'm coming up every time for like the past two movies I'm coming up. because, And then I added Saw 4. Like I already had 2 and 3 in my queue for a long time, and then I put Saw 4 in there. And then, the, yeah, and then they're just like, oh, man. When he gets done with Saw 4, he's going to want a Saw 5. Yeah. That goes without saying. It's got a cool poster, though. It does have a cool poster. Those things always have cool posters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, actually, speaking of going back to, you know, animals and naturalistic things, one of the reasons that I like – some people really hate the birds. Some people find it boring. I don't think you care for it, right? I don't care for it at all. Um, I find it scary because they don't try and give you an explanation. All it is is people who – uh, are just terrorized by, by these things, and they don't know why. And that's uh, they don't need to know why. All they need to know is, uh, oh, these things will kill me. I need to get a, get away from here. And that to me is, it's you know, it's like Blair Witch in that in that way, where yeah, maybe in that one they give you a little bit of mythology, but not they give you just enough that you recognize terror, you know, terrible things when you see them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I like it when they don't give you give you too much of an explanation. I don't know, but that's me. Um, Uh, You know what people always say about the birds? They say, you know that movie has no score, right? It's like, yeah, I noticed. That's why it felt like it was dragging on for six fucking hours. Maybe it would have picked up the pace a little bit if Bernard Herrmann got in there and wrote something catchy. I think it benefits from no (laughs) score, David. You know, it's a very quiet movie, and uh, it's Uh all about stillness. And and as we all know, stillness equals terror. Um, I'm joking. Which is why we should probably wrap it up. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, you know, we kind of kind of veered back and forth, uh, um, you know, through uh, through this topic, but that's all right. You know, yeah, I, know. I, I, I had a fun time. You had a fun time. I always I always assume 
I assume the listeners are n- nearly as smart as I am. Okay. Uh, and obviously we have the same tastes. Yeah. So I always assume that if I had fun doing an episode, they're probably going to have fun listening to it. That's a tall order. That is, uh, <laughs> I do not have the faith in, li- in the listeners that you do. Because um, I have actually read these people's emails and, good, I, lo- good Lord. I respond to their emails more than you do. Yes, I know. But uh, I, do you mean like emotionally you respond to them or uh, mm-hmm. you're like this run really speaks to me? Mm, I got to keep a box of tissues next to the, lap- <laughs> to the laptop. <laughs> oh, my. OK, this has become very at this point self-congratulatory. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so that's that's all we got on this uh, on this topic. And we will. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, uh, look for updates probably in about a week or so on the uh, on the website and uh, any feedback. Battleship pretension at hotmail dot com. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all we got. Bye. Bye.